I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the back. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. Didn't get traded at the deadline. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Hey, Nick, have you, have you placed that pre-order for the Anthony Davis Lakers jersey? <laughs> yeah, it's along with my Kevin Garnett and my Chris Paul and my Carmelo Anthony in his prime and the LaMarcus Aldridge. It's all in the we just need, We need to take a moment. Dell Dimps, bro. Dell Dimps. You played with the Lakers for two weeks. You probably leaked out all of these trade proposals that the Lakers are offering, knowing the whole time you're not going to take any of them. And you're saying, hey, Rich Paul, if you're going to try to destroy what we have going on, I'm going to destroy this chemistry for your main client, LeBron. They're a disaster. Then it's like, hey, marketing department, send out some like cryptic tweets, you know? Just tweet out some like random emojis, get people really thinking. And then they didn't even pick up the phone for the most part. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious. Like you're gonna, it's not hilarious because they're gonna lose AD for sure, um, and so another team will have the last laugh. But if you're gonna go down and you're you're a sinking ship, then uh, whoever uh, whoever shot the torpedo to sink you, uh, you can take them down with you. So that's quite funny. I know. Nick, most I, what was your? What's your I, know mo- I know most of the listeners on this pod would nothing would like nothing more than for me to just get big mad all up in here about this. <laughs> I did not expect an Anthony Davis trade to go down. I had some hopes that it would happen at the last second and just blow up the whole world. <sighs> hey, but it didn't happen. But what I'm really upset about is that they traded Zubac for nothing. No, they pr- they traded Zubac for Carmelo Anthony, and that's the funniest thing ever. They could have just waved Beasley themselves. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't. I don't get any of that. I mean, I guess. I mean, you got Mike Muscala. Let's go. I mean, that that pushes you into the eighth seed, probably. So, did you know that there's there's pictures of Zubac growing up with Kobe jerseys and like he was a Lakers fan his whole life? I didn't know that at, at all. And now, and now he just got traded. And the thing with him is, I thought it's the, the first Lakers... time that the Lakers and Clippers have traded since 1983. Wow. I thought the Lakers were, like, grooming him to be a, like, piece in a bigger trade. Like, I feel like they've been featuring him. I thought he's been playing pretty well. And, yeah. Well, they did it. They got Mike Muscala. They got the moose. They got Mike Muscala. Anytime you can get the moose. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, this is kind of – this is like an emergency bot, I guess. It's just trade deadline. The Mavericks, obviously, nothing really happened for them. But we wanted to talk about all the rest of the stuff. That is a giant Mavericks jug. What is that? What do you have in there? Moonshine? Isaac has this giant moonshine looking jug with a Mavericks logo on it. Yeah, I don't I, I don't remember where I bought this mug, but it does look like a moonshine. <laughs> he just mug literally with... took it with two fingers and threw it back like it was a whole jug of moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> so we wanted to still talk about all the deals and stuff because we want to get in on the fun too. We already had our fun the last couple of days, but we want to talk about all these. There's new news about the Harrison Barnes situation. Donnie Nelson also spoke to the media today. We want to talk about that. There's a ton of buyout players. There's a ton of them. So we wanted to get and talk about all that and get to all the trades. Um, the first thing we didn't get to yesterday because it came out after we recorded and posted the podcast was, 
according to Paul Pierce, who is now breaking news with his sources, which, by the way, his source is Jeff Schwartzman, which is Harrison Martin's agent as well, who is Paul Pierce's agent. They, they have the same agent. Um, Harrison Martin's knew that there was a possibility he would be traded before the game against the Hornets the other night and decided to play anyway. So all, a lot of the stuff that we said still is true from last night, but some of that kind of negates it, right? Um, some, I mean, if you take issue, I never really had that big of an issue with the trade in game part. Um, mainly, I mean, I think it's just more about getting traded than, I mean, if you're going to get traded, you're still going to have the same type of feeling that they're giving you up, whether you're, yeah, whether you're playing, yeah, whether you're playing or not. Yeah. Whether you're playing or not. I never had that big of an issue with it, but, um, I mean, they're, they've been pretty open and that they have a really good communication with um, with Harrison Barnes and everything with that. And so it, it would have shocked me that he didn't know at all um, that he, like, could have been traded yeah. and stuff. He's not dumb. So, like, they, they probably had conversations that, hey, we're at least looking at some options. But, I mean, and I think Mark Stein even reported it too and, and said that, hey, Harrison – uh, you know, knew of some type of thing that could happen. And it, it's just another testament to who he is as a person. And he wanted to play through it. And the Mavericks let him play through it. I, th- I think it, it's kind of crazy that the Mavericks, like, let him play. And they didn't set him, even though they were, like, really disgusting him in, in deals, obviously, heading into the game. Yeah, for sure. that the, They – I mean, that's a risk that they're taking. He could get injured. <laughs> you know, he could yeah, just – Yeah, if Harrison down- gets injured in the first quarter last night, they don't have $25 million in cap space this summer. You know, thirty million in cap space, so um, they took a risk too. And um, you know, Mark Stein or was it Mark Stein or whoever just said the Charlotte thing uh, said that they talked with Charlotte also uh, yeah, I about think it a was possible, possible Harrison Barnes deal. And uh, my text said, to Nick was said if, that if, said that the, the Hornets couldn't get a deal done for Harrison Barnes. Yeah, and so my text to Nick was, if, if this Kings offer was the best offer they got, what on earth was the Hornets offer? I can um, guarantee you it had Frank Kaminsky in it. <laughs> they tried so hard to get rid of Frank Kaminsky today, and his name will come up later in the podcast. But, yeah, it definitely had him involved, probably like a Michael Kidd Gilchrist. They're like, hey, do you, can Batum? we interest you in Nick Batum? Yeah, He's from Batum? France. He blocked now. 18 of your shots the other night. Do you guys want Batum? <laughs> He did, a great it, pass. did it seem like Batum was blocking all the shots the other night? Yes. Yeah, Anybody has, that goes to the rim, Batum is just there. He's the rim protector <laughs> of the new age. Oh, man. So, yeah. So, the Harrison Barnes thing, it's still crazy that he's not on the team. And it's still weird to me that um, the four-fifths of the Mavericks' original starting five is gone. That's still wild to me, even, you know, 12 hours later. I mean, how many times has that happened in, in NBA history that a week before the deadline, a team trades, you know, four of their, you know, five starters? And not only on top of that, because, you know, teams, sw- you know, swap out who's starting or who their best players are, but really four of their, I would say, you know, four of the top five minutes played on the season that they just shipped them, four of them out. Uh, that, that's, it, you just never see that. I mean, it's just crazy. And it's a testament to what we said a thousand times mm-hmm. to when we said it in comparison to Dennis, it's the situation of Luka Doncic changed everything. He changed the timeline. He changed all of it. And the way it looks now, 
they're going the Jared Goff route. And we said the Jared Goff route because yeah. look at what the Rams did and said, we believe in Jared Goff as our quarterback on this rookie scale, on this rookie scale deal. We're going to go out and spend our money on everything else because Jared Goff is that good. And, I mean, they made it to the Super Bowl and he Man, sucked. But I really still. hope the Mavericks score more than three points in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Um, but no, I mean, and I hope they. Oh, we can't. We don't have. We don't have Jay Cole as the 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 act anymore. I guess. Guess Post Malone is now the Mavericks musical act. It, he'll do the halftime show. Jay Cole's a, a Nick fan now. Yeah, he's a Knicks fan. <laughs> what a bandwagon! Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other things that Donnie Nelson said about the Harrison Barnes trade. Uh, he said it was really tough. Um, you know, model human being. He, said that Harrison Barnes has gotten better and that Dirk was at first passing the torch to him. And that's wild to me just to to think about that, that two and a half years ago, Dirk was two and a half years ago right now, Dirk was passing the torch to no one. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It was, it was the, you know, it was 2016. There was really no prospects of somebody like Harrison Barnes. And then summer of 2016, Harrison Barnes, you get goes to the Mavericks because of Kevin Garnett's or Kevin Garnett, Kevin Durant's decision to go to, the Warriors. So now Dirk is passing the torch to Harrison Barnes. Then a year after that, they draft Dennis. And then a year after that, they get Luca. And six months later, they get Porzingis. And here we are. It, it's and it's wild to me that Donnie Nelson has put together this team that Dirk is now passing this torch to these two young guys, as opposed to no one or Harrison Barnes by himself or just Dennis and Harrison. Well, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's incredible when <clears throat> there was that stage at the beginning of free agency in 2016 yeah 2016 that you know for a couple of days there you know Dallas missed out on the you know those names again before Durant decided Golden State you're like this is going to be this is going to enter a very dark time for the Dallas Mavericks like they had no <laughs> there were no answers there were no like what on earth is going to happen this is Dirk's last years this is going to be super sad uh, man I hate all of this Durant picks Golden State. Harrison Barnes comes. They trade for Andrew Bogut, um, that whole thing. But and then over the course of, I mean, that was literally, I mean, that was just two and a half years ago. This summer will be three years. In a matter of three years, they've landed Luka Doncic and now Kristaps Porzingis, and it's just Donnie Nelson, man. I mean, th- and Ryan Brokoff too, and Ryan Brokoff, which is a huge addition to this team. If he gets minutes. <laughs> um, and then, you know, he went on to try ex- try to explain the trade. And really the only reason he gave behind the trade was flexibility. That's the only word he used was that the Mavericks yeah. now have this flexibility. And I like that he said flexibility and not just space. Um, the space does represent the flexibility, but a lot of times we just say space, and we, we've been harping on this, you know, all yesterday we harped on this. But this, the space doesn't necessarily mean just go chase big free agents. It's the space is there to make other moves as well. You can bring in some big guys. You can trade for some big guys. You can take some guys into the space for an asset or something like that. So the flexibility, I think, was key, and it was a good word used by Donnie. <coughs> yeah, and he confirmed – I'm pretty sure he confirmed that the Dallas Mavericks uh, worked this thing into – uh, they had kind of different routes they could work this trade into, and they worked it into the trade exception. So when Nick mentioned uh, that this could be the largest trade exception uh, in the history of the NBA, I think that's the route they took. So now they have this like twenty-something million dollar trade exception, which is insane. That will carry on for a year. So like, yeah. 
there's a difference between having cap space because even that cap space carries on until the end of June because then that new year starts July 1. But this will carry on for a year. So <clears throat> something to watch out on is what if, you know, this will go through the draft. So when the draft comes along, hey, if there's, if there's a team in the first round that really is wanting to do what the Mavericks used to do in the past, like Cuban and them wanting to get out for cap space, if they call if a team is calling saying, we'll give our first round pick if you will take this contract. And Dallas sits there and says, you know, if it's high enough and it and depending on that contract, they have not just the cap space, but they have the trade exception that they have the trade exception to where they could absorb a player come draft time. And Dallas could actually be a player in the draft uh, this summer when you didn't expect them to because of the the Luca trade. You'll, you'll appreciate this. There's a Celtics writer that said, what dashboard confessional song do you think Lakers fans are listening to right now? And actual dashboard confessional quote tweeted and said, the campaign has died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So uh, anyway, they, thing- can use the, they could use the trade exception to get into the draft this summer, and that's, that's something to think about. Absorbing, like Nick said, he used flexibility, not cap space. And in that flexibility means you can make a trade and take a player into that trade exception, but you get assets in return. And this summer could be one of those sign-and-trade kind of things that could happen. Yeah. Definitely. This summer is going to be absolutely insane. We've talked about some free agents. We'll obviously be talking a lot more about free agents. We'll probably do a free agent dash or a free agent frenzy. I don't know. We'll call it, yeah. we'll, we'll call it some kind of alliteration. Uh, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, more from Donnie Nelson, and then we'll talk about the buyout candidates. All right, Isaac. So uh, Donnie Nelson also mentioned that Luca was – greatly affected by all the moves this is something i a lot of people are tweeting me right now um the move to trade dennis the move to you know trade harrison barnes and now to wave sala all these kind of moves are sort of weighing on on luka Doncic. does this concern you at all especially seeing you know all a lot of other players in the league get upset that their their friends get moved we even mentioned how willie hernan gomavs was traded uh, from the Knicks, and he was Porzingis' best friend at the time, and then Porzingis got disgruntled because of that. Do you think that there's some kind of thing that Mavs fans should be worried about? No. And I'll just say this. If the Mavericks thought that waving Salamezri was going to, I mean, li- leave a crazy impression on Luka Doncic, then uh, I think we would have seen somebody else <laughs> waved. So does it – you know, does it hurt? Like, oh man, it sucks that he's going to be gone for Luca, or like Luca, you know, hates that he's gone. Yeah, I mean, he does, but I don't. I don't think it's like a last. It's nothing I'm worried about. It is something different for him. I mean, and it's crazy because what he's experiencing in his rookie year right now is probably going to be something that, that will never happen again in his entire career. Yeah, uh, in which he sees his four starters around him get traded and, you know, his buddy in Salah and stuff like that. Now, if we're if it was somebody like, um, you know, Willie, Hernan Go- now you're making me say Hernan Gomez. That's um, his name. His name is Willie Hernan Gomez. <clears throat> if it was somebody like that, that, like, they've been friends since Real Madrid days and, you know, he, they're literally playing Fortnite together all the time and, like, all that stuff. Now, I, I could understand that. Yeah. But – no, I mean, Salah's a good 13 years older than Luca. So, um no, Sal- yeah. Yes. So, friends, but I, I, if it was going to be detrimental, the Dallas wouldn't have did it. 
And, you know, he has Porzingis now. Yeah. You know, so it's not like they got rid of him and replaced him with no one. They replaced him with a guy that is closer to his age, a better player, obviously. And, um, yeah. just be. be and, good. obviously, they can go out this summer and go get one of his friends. I mean – they could pursue a trade or something for for Willie uh, or one of the, one of the brothers. <laughs> they could go after who we think they're going to go after uh, that we said on the past two pods and go out and go out and get Goran Dragic and try to convince him to opt out and sign with Dallas and all that stuff. Like, it, yeah, I mean, yeah, L- Luke is at the center of everything. He's the center of the universe. <laughs> He's the center of the universe. Uh, Donnie Nelson also said that even if the Mavs were close to the playoffs at the end of the year, he was asked this. Uh, he was asked if Porzingis would play, and he said no. His health is the most important thing right now. So even if, hypothetically, they were close to a playoff push at the end of the season, they would not try and bring back Porzingis. Now, that's easier said than done now, uh, but it kind of shows where they're thinking and where they're looking. And it depends on what, what Porzingis and his camp wants. We learned that – this time frame and this timeline was set forth by him and his brother in his camp. Um, so if they're saying they don't want to play the rest of the year, you don't want jacking any of that up and putting any pressure on them. Now, I think the real conversation would be, what if Porzingis and his brother approached the Mavs and said, we're ready to play, we want to play at the end of the season, and you know, what spot would Dallas be in at that point? Because I feel like they would even play if, him. Even if you want to hold him out because of health um, – then you're jeopardizing, uh, you know, a relationship at that point. So that's where it could get really kind of uh, weird or awkward. But right now they seem like they're both on the same page that he's not going to play. Agreed. And um, somebody, some people, I know somebody tweeted us and said, "Hey, what do you think about Brad Townsend on Twitter uh, keeping on relating the Mavericks to losing?" And um, and all, all I say with that is, you know, as far as like Brad is the only one that's like. Um, hinting at that, that they might lose and, and all that. I think he's just reading between the lines on it of, I mean, it's it's pretty simple. When you trade four starters and when you trade your leading score last year and your second leading score right now, I'm going to get to your point. Um, Are you sure? <clears throat> no, no, I'm saying, I'm saying he's reading between the lines. And when you trade these guys, you know, and you don't get a ton of return back, uh, then yeah, you try you read between the lines, like man, I, who, what's going to happen? I mean, Zach Randolph is getting waived, and he's not going to be there. We, you know, the guys that they get back in these deals, Kristaps uh, Swing is ain't going to play. Uh, Courtney Lee didn't play the other night. <laughs> no, they're not going to. They could still make a push. Now the question becomes, and that that Nick and other people have have brought up is, are they better without those guys? I think it's a, a more valid argument than some people like are shooting it down because we've been wanting Maxi and Dorian to get these minutes anyway. Now they're getting them. So the the next three games will will show a lot, and that will that will show a ton of how good they can actually be down this stretch. It's gonna be very interesting. They're definitely better defensively. Yes. Yes. Uh, Maxi at the five is something we've been wanting all year. Yes. Harrison being replaced now by probably Tim Hardaway Jr. is not great defensively. <laughs> but Dorian over Wes and then Maxi over DeAndre, that's that's definitely a plus. Brunson over Dennis, eh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they're going to play around with it. These lineups are going to fluctuate. Like, yeah. you're going to see Maxi and, I mean, um, and, I mean, it's kind of weird right now because they don't have a ton of bigs. And which they is have Dwight. Just, and <laughs> a year ago, 
Kurt Carlisle was saying that they had a Costco forklift full of, of the centers. draft gap. <laughs> the draft gap lineup made its debut a year and a half ago. Yeah, so I mean, Justin Jackson's going to come in, be six, you know, a six-eight wing that that's going to get minutes, and Dorian, and um, you know, as Courtney Lee start playing now, it's going to be interesting how that what lineups they kind of strut out there, and I, I think what we're going to get to in a second are they going to be you know players in this buyout market for some of these guys that you know could be looking for new homes. Yeah, let's talk about the buyout market, but first, the Pelicans are just they're winning the internet right now. Um, they tweeted. Oh, did they tweet something? They tweeted an hourglass, um, yes. at the end of the trade deadline. Then somebody named Ben Chadwick responds, "Congrats, you're losing the best offer you could get." And then the Pelicans respond with, "Sorry, but hard pass on the villas in the Bahamas." <laughs> <laughs> no freaking way, bro! <laughs> the greatest tweet ever. <laughs> that referring obviously to the fire festival and the documentaries and the guy talking about the villas in the Bahamas and they show up and there's just these bad tents. Oh my goodness. This, this wins it all for me right now. That's the greatest tweet. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> okay. So the buyout, the buyout candidates, obviously, um, Oh, today it was made official that the Mavericks are buying out Zach Randolph. So he's yeah. gone. He he will his his Mavericks jersey will be probably framed and be somewhere. Uh, he's definitely going to get a Mavericks jersey, right? Because Carmelo got a Hawks jersey, and people have talked about these overseas players that have a bunch of gear from from teams they when they get traded. Uh, but he's gone. So the Mavericks now have an open roster spot. That's why we're talking about these buyout candidates. Wes Matthews yeah. also was bought out by the Knicks. Uh, DeAndre Jordan was not. Do we want to talk about that? Not for now. I mean, th- that deadline goes up until March first. You got the rest of the month to play around with That's this. That's true. Um, they're probably gonna. They probably will hold on to him. That's what everybody was reporting. But you never know. It could get to the end of February, and he and if he whatever for some reason says, I really want to go play in the playoffs. They could grant it. We don't know. But I was kind of surprised that West went to Indiana, or Shams is reporting him to go to Indiana, mainly because. All the playoff teams would be dying to have him, and I think it. I think it signals one thing that he's he's looking at this next contract that he wants a new contract. And hey, I can go to Indiana, and you know what I can do in Indiana? Gonna, Jack up a ton yeah, of shots play. <laughs> <laughs> and play a ton. So uh, yeah, I mean, if it was Indiana, about a ring have or fun something, with all those post ups. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, if it was about a ring, I, I think the Houston's, Golden State's, Phillies. OKC's, I think they would have gladly welcomed him on their roster, but uh, uh, he wants. Philly would have been fun. Yeah, Milwaukee would have been fun too. He obviously wants to play, so uh, hats off to him. And and I think Indiana comes to Dallas later, coming up in the future. Yeah, that'll be definitely interesting. Um, So here are the guys that that have been bought out so far today. Uh, There's a bunch of them. They're still happening. It is right now 3.37 (laughs) Central Time. So uh, some of these are still happening. There could be some more obvious names. And and there's a difference between being bought out and being waived. When a player gets waived, then they have to go through the kind of the system of waivers throughout the whole league, and there's an order, and teams can claim them with their cap space and all that stuff, which kind of benefits the Mavs because the Mavs do have some cap space in which they could could place a waiver claim or or whatever it is. Buyout is basically saying, hey, like Wesley Matthews, for instance, is due $18 million, going out and saying, hey, I, 
you know, where can we, what's a common ground we can agree on to where you'll pay me, I'll sacrifice some money, you pay me, I'll leave. Um, what gets factored into that is how much his new team is going to pay him also. So there's some, there's some, you know, give and pull on that. But anyway, some people's tweeted us today and I just haven't responded of like, Hey, what's the difference between being waived and bought like, uh, Milos in, in in Los Angeles got waived. And technically, Wesley Matthews got bought uh, out. So Zach Radoff got waived as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So technically, he got waived, in which he will still um, get his money for the most part because no one's going to pick him up. Then he becomes a free agent. Uh, there's been a bunch of of players that have been waived as well. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so uh, wave players: Zach Randolph, your boy Milos. Greg Monroe, Shelvin Mack, uh, Ike and Anabogu, who yeah, I like him. Yeah, draft he got waived today by the the Pacers. Hmm. Uh, that one's kind of interesting. Here are the here are the buyout. first round pick. Here are the buyout guys: Marcin Gortat, Ennis Cantor, probably Frank Kaminsky, uh, Omri Caspi, potentially Robin Lopez, Wayne Ellington, Michael Beasley, Ben McLemore, and uh, and Salah got waived. Maybe maybe Dwayne Dedman as well. Hmm. So of of the ones that are pretty much for sure of the Gortat, Cantor, Kaminsky, Caspi, Beasley, Ellington, Macklemore, which which of those are you interested in? Well, I, I don't even know if our interest is going to matter because you know right now the Golden States of the world are going to set back and pretty much say who do we want, and yeah. they're going to get their first uh, pick of the litter of Gortat, Robin Lopez. Um, I, I'm really curious if Cantor would go there, you know, with KD and like all that stuff, and <clears throat> what and and I think it depends on what some of these teams want. They've I mean, what together, some of these right? players want. The what? They played together, right? Who Cantor and KD in OKC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they had that whole like he was trash talking when he was with OKC. Oh and, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah totally all that stuff. That. Um. I think it depends on what the players want too. You know, if it, it, you get a player like Gortat that says, you know, uh, or you know, whoever it is says, I want to go play in the finals. I want to play, you know, deep into the playoffs. They might go to Golden State. But let's say, um, let's say they want to have a situation like Wes Matthews. And if Dallas, let's say, let's just say Cantor, for instance. Uh, what if Cantor's like, he could go to somewhere like Golden State or Houston or whatever and get you know, 12 minutes a night off the bench? Or what if somebody like Dallas is sitting there saying, hey, we might start you some nights. If if you're not starting, then you might, you know, you might get 20 minutes off the bench. It all comes down to if they want to be in a playoffs, make a late playoff run, or do they want actually time for like uh, to prove for a new contract? That That's going to be a decision. But out of those names, oh. man, I, I don't know. God bless my YouTube channel if Ennis Cantor is getting 20 minutes a night for the Mavericks. <laughs> I I mean I I think they do need to look at the big man market because no matter what you want to do the rest of the season, I mean having just Maxi and Dwight Powell, you, you need at least somebody else. If they still had Salah, it'd be different. But um, I mean you got Dirk, but is Dirk ready to lock some big minutes and stuff? Is and, he ready to be the mentor that Frank Kaminsky always needed? <laughs> if they get Frank Kaminsky and they play him with Brunson and. Um, uh, Justin Jackson, that's like the NCAA Player of the Year All Stars, right there. <laughs> I know, <laughs> national champions and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just <laughs> all that stuff. But uh, 
No, I, I think they. I think it is realistic they could look uh, at a big over the next you know couple of weeks. But but let's say there's you had, still some names that could to, hit the market. Let's say you had to pick from those three: Gortat, Cantor, Kaminsky. You have to pick one of those three for the Mavericks to take a flyer on. Gortat, Cantor, Kaminsky. So Gortat's older, Polish <laughs> hammer. Uh, he's kind of your more traditional big. You got Cantor, who is 26, and you know he's has some antics. <laughs> he's he's from Turkey. The Mavericks don't have a big from Turkey. They don't have a guy from Turkey. They also don't have a guy from Poland. So uh, if they want to finish their bingo card or finish the, or get their last <laughs> punch in their European punch card, that's uh, an option. Okay, if I want to win right now, I think Gortat's the better option. If I'm just looking at flyers, I would take Kaminsky. Are we sure? Man, I did not want to watch Gortat play. I mean, I mean, I feel like any time I say something good about Cantor, you just roast me. So, I just said Gortat. I, no, I know I that's why I said Gortat and said Cantor. <laughs> I don't want to watch either of them play. Um, I think I'd probably pick Kaminsky of the three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, at this stage for where they're at, you know, I think you you would swing for like a Kaminsky type and and just see what you got. Kaminsky shot thirty eight percent from three last year on on three and a half attempts per game. Remember when Michael Jordan wouldn't take like four first round picks for him and all that stuff? <laughs> that's that's just that's still I still don't believe that story. <laughs> I just don't. For, to try to get Justice Winslow. Gosh. What's some of the other names uh, on the market? Those I named you all the names that I have: Beasley, Ben McLemore, Wayne Ellington, Omri Caspi. No, <laughs> I love Ben McLemore's <laughs> shot. I think it's one of the prettiest shots. Uh, but he's he's one of those guys I, that really frustrate me. I got a hot take for you. I think Ben McLemore's already sh- – he's he shot his shot already. Ooh, he shot his shot, kind of like Rich Paul did. From half court. They both they both bricked it. Bricked it. <laughs> um, <coughs> it's not, it's not that interesting of a list. Also, I think Greg Monroe is, is on the list of buyout guys. What about Milos? Milos was a wave guy. He got waved. Sign me up, brother. Milos, I'd be so. I, I'd be I so freaking down. love him. I want him so bad. Can Milos and JJ be friends? <laughs> just to sign be, Milos just, to be a to be a mentor to Luca. That'd be great. I wonder if they know each other. Somebody out there, one of our Slovenian friends, is screaming that they do. They have him. to know each other. Everybody freaking knows Luca. Um, no, not like man, he knows he exists. <laughs> talk talk about their passing. That would be fun. That would be fun. But it would be hard to justify at this point, hard to justify him over like a Jalen Brunson, something like that. Um, what what Dallas, you know, Donnie Nelson said they were active up until the very last minute. And yeah. I, I was super intrigued. We talked about on yesterday's pod, were they going to entertain getting off the contract of Courtney Lee or Dwight Powell? They didn't, obviously, and they're comfortable with that. They, they have $30 million cap space. Um and then would they use their cap space or trade exception to absorb some of these contracts? And I, I tweeted that out, and somebody wrote me and said, well, how common is it that teams try to shed expiring contracts or whatever and attach assets to get under the tax? And I'm like, well, that's what Houston just did. They just did, like, two separate deals. And because you find teams like Houston that are like, hey, we can't get anybody massive, so we're just going to try to get underneath the tax. So you see them trading James Ennis. They called up Indiana. They traded Styles Kids yeah. and Wade Baldwin, and now they got underneath the tax. So that's where I thought Dallas was going to be able to use some of that flexibility to get a couple second rounders, to get a flyer, anything like that. And they obviously didn't, and, you know, 
It's fine. You can't be greedy as a Mavericks fan at this deadline. Seriously. Like I said, we're playing with house money. We got freaking Kristaps Porzingis. So uh, that that was uh, – I mean, if we're talking about winners of the trade deadline, then sign me up. Yeah, this is a small E emergency podcast. This is not an all-caps emergency podcast. Yeah, we're more just we didn't even talk about what I mean, do you did you have a winner trade for the day? Yeah, let's take a quick break. When we come back, let's break down all the trades and we'll talk about who we think the winner was. So the I think the biggest deals of the day were Gasol, Miritich, and Foltz, right? Think yeah, those, I guess so. I think those are the biggest ones, at least for today. There wasn't any more. Bunch of smaller ones, but there's a lot of smaller ones. You know, all the the Houston, all the Houston little trades to try to get out of the. It felt like a whole bunch of trades, but it was only you know Houston just trying to save some money. Yeah, so, we we really wanted the Mavericks to chase Markel Fultz. I know. So Markel uh, Fultz goes to the Orlando Magic, and the 76ers are getting Jonathan Simmons, 2019 second round pick. That's from Cleveland, by the way. So that's actually a good pick. That's this year's 2019 second round pick from Cleveland. Yeah. And then a 2020 first round pick. It's top 20 protected from Oklahoma City. So they could get that in 2020 pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it from Philly's standpoint, they turned uh, Fultz, who has now been playing, into a wing, and Jonathan Simmons that could get some solid minutes. And then, you know, a first rounder next year, and uh, basically a late first <laughs> um, this year, like early 30s, a Jalen Brunson type uh, in this coming up draft. So. It still seems like it was like hardly anything that they gave up for him, but I guess it was something. And but his, his um, value was so low, though he couldn't even yeah. shoot. And now, now he just gets to go to Orlando, and hopefully, people kind of forget about him for a bit. And Orlando's they, timeline is wild now. It is so they have they literally have three of the biggest projects probably in the NBA right now in in Bamba, Isaac, and Folds. And yet they held on to Terrence Ross and Vucevic. I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't get that either. Like they at least still Terrence a, Ross could, should have been traded. They could still sign and trade him, Vooch, this summer. Yeah, I guess so. But and we didn't mention Vooch on yesterday's pod. He's obviously a target for the, you know, one of those oh, yeah, free yeah. free agents that Dallas could look at this this off season stuff. But yeah, he wasn't on it, the list that I read for some reason. I don't know. So. I feel. I mean, I tweeted this out, and like some people kind of disagree with me, but I thought it was a home run deal for Toronto and getting Marcus All. I'm like, totally Philly, with you. Philly went all in on on getting uh, on getting Tobias Harris, and then it's like Toronto matched it and said, "Let me get Marcus All." And man, Tracy McGrady t- totally hated on this deal on the jump, and was like, "This does nothing for Toronto. It was a lateral move. Uh, it yeah. doesn't put him." In that con- and Brian Windhorst, like first, one of the first times I've agreed with him, like he's like, "Whoa, I don't, I don't agree with you at all, Tracy." Like, uh, I mean, I think you basically play- paid the price of Delon Wright and a second round pick. CJ Miles, like he's he's played some for them, but he is he has been horrible this year. Yeah, he's, for the he's, Raptors, he's been out of the rotations a lot. So you years. basically traded Delon Wright and a second round pick to upgrade from Valanch- from Valanchunas to Mark Gasol. Like, I don't care if he's 34 years old. You're still getting Mark Gasol over Valanciunas. So whether you bring him off the bench in Valanciunas' role or you start him and bring Ibaka off the bench, that's still – I mean, you're getting Mark Gasol. Like, he's going to be more inspired. He's going to be like a, a, a finals type of contender going on the Raptors. Like He's not going to get played off the floor. No, I mean, now, I mean, talking about – you're playing the Raptors, and you got a game plan for Kyle Lowry, Kawhi, Mark Gasol, Siakam, Danny Green. That's a heck of a starting five. I know. I know Philly has their their starting five, and it's it's 
legit and it's awesome. But I loved Toronto. And actually, I, I started laughing because we made jokes on or we took predictions on where some of these guys would land. And I thought Conley would land in Utah, but I actually said Toronto for Marc Gasol. Did you really? Yeah, I did. That's a good one. I was a, I was a spitball, though. That's good. I said I think I said Anthony Davis for Toronto, so they they didn't do as well as I thought. They got something though, <laughs> but but I will say Miritich to Milwaukee is remarkable. That's a great that's a great deal. Uh, Miritich goes to Milwaukee, and New Orleans is going to receive Stanley Johnson, Denver's 2019 second round pick, um, which is protected through from 56 to 60. So they might not get that. <laughs> no, they might that might go to. Uh, Denver this year. Milwaukee's 2020 second round pick. Washington's 2020 second round pick. That could be a really good pick. That's after next year. Yeah. That could be, you know, one of those in the 30s picks too. And then Washington's 2021 second round pick via Milwaukee as well. So they get two yeah. Washington seconds, a Milwaukee second, and a Denver second. Uh, and Stanley Johnson. And the, essentially the Detroit Pistons get Thon Maker because of all the different traits. And stuff yeah. Like but I mean, you get the. I mean, you get to throw out a front line of if you don't consider Giannis in that front line of Miritich and Brook Lopez, you know, as like a four and five with Giannis. That's nasty, man. I mean, you're you're literally surrounding him with all shooters, and Brook Lopez can still hold down the paint. Like they're scary, man. That that second round in the East is gonna be so freaking fun. Of course, it happens when LeBron's out of the East. Why couldn't LeBron be in the East when the East gets this good? You know, he would still beat them. That's why. Bull crap. You don't think LeBron would beat all these teams? If LeBron was on the Cavs with Kevin Love, and, uh, yeah, and, if it was the team last year, and yeah, no, uh, those teams are better. Yeah, but what about Isaiah Thomas, Isaac? <sighs> I forgot about him. Never mind. Um, <laughs> are there any surprises today? Like I thought the Otto Porter deal was just kind of weird all around. I didn't really shake my head at any deals today. I'm like, oh, that's just a kind of weird. Deal. I was weird that I thought it was weird that the Grizzlies didn't trade uh, Conley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Thought it was that kind, was kind of surprising. Weird. But they decided to keep him, and he's under contract, so they could do this again next year. You know, he's he has that player. They could do it at the draft too. They could do it at the draft. They could do it at free agency. You know, they have more opportunities to do that. And they didn't get a ton for Marcus All, so maybe they were thinking, hey, we didn't get, a, we don't want to just give up both these guys and have the, you know, the PR hit of just getting these, you know, four guys for, <laughs> for our our, you know, our franchise cornerstones. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised Conley didn't move. I was I was surprised that some teams uh, didn't make a move. And I know a lot of these teams are angling for this buyout market that's going to be uh, really fun. Uh, but there were teams like Utah that I thought re- I thought Utah really needed to make a move. Um, Celtics are kind of holding their ground until the summer, so I kind of get that. Um, but yeah, I thought Utah would make a uh, would make a move. Charlotte never really made a move, did they? No, they kept trying to find a move for Kaminsky and trying trying to get Marcus All. They kept trying to get Marcus All and they couldn't get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, I thought Utah would really make a move. Uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn's whatever. You know, they, they're playing with kind of house money too. It's like, hey, we're glad we're here, so let's just play with it. And they got Lavert back, so I think the yeah. weirdest team is Detroit. Like, what are you what doing? What is going on? I don't understand them. They said I, you know, Chris Haynes or somebody said they're going to chase Wayne Ellington when he's bought out. I'm <laughs> like, you literally just traded Reggie Bullock, who's a good three point shooter. It looked like they were almost kind of halfway selling. And yeah, there's, there was like, rumors that they were going to try to trade Drummond for Gasol. That that was an offer that they made, and the Grizzlies yeah. didn't want to do it. 
and now you're trying to go for the buyout market. The buyout market is for teams that are trying to win. Yes, and that's where it, you as a Mavs fan, if you're looking at the buyout players and saying which one of these players would go to the Mavs, you got to remember most of these teams at the top all cleared a spot. Like Boston cleared a roster spot super late. Uh, I think I, I want to say Milwaukee still has one. Um, Toronto created one, I'm pretty sure, with Greg Monroe. Well, t- oh, Toronto has like 10 players under contract right yeah, now. Yeah, because they, they sent Miles, Valanciunas, and DeLon Wright. For Mark Gasol, then they just dumped Greg Monroe to like Brooklyn, yeah. you know, or something. And like they're they're literally, I think they're dressing like nine players or something tonight. <laughs> uh, but Boston opened up a spot. Uh, Philly might did. still have a spot, maybe. I don't, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, Lakers, you know, opened up the spot for Melo. Golden State has a spot. Top with this. <laughs> um, Oklahoma City has I a hope, spot. The only Melo I hope that ends up with the Lakers is Marshmallow. <laughs> uh oh lavar ball going on his mellow stuff that was oh insane. my gosh i think that was um, fake actually what that graphic i tweeted out was fake oh really yeah somebody made that up on uh, Reddit. Uh, i just I'm thought it was come. really funny get mellow um, jello liangelo michelangelo marshmallow <laughs> get all my boys i, I think Never houston lost. has a sp- houston has a spot <laughs> open also so <clears throat> Uh, good luck keeping up with who's actually on the Clippers. Yes, they, seriously. They're, they're going to start so many Zubach. Ran- That's their starting center now. They had so many random trades that happened. What did you think uh, about Houston to- getting Amon Shumpert? That was kind of a sneaky move. Yeah, I mean, he's been playing well for Sacramento, but, I mean, it's okay. I thought it was weird that Houston just played the salary cap route. I thought they would really try to swing for something bigger, and they just really they just got underneath the tax and said, you know what, we'll just we'll just roll with it and – I think they're still holding out hope that as soon as they get um, Capella back and they have Chris Paul, that 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 group that three is you know, with Gordon is still really good because they haven't had that three I think all year. And last year, weren't they? There was that stat that running stat last year that they were like That's a that. thousand to one, a, th- yeah. a thousand wins and one loss or something when those three were all playing. The Houston Rockets are three hundred and ninety-two <laughs> and two. Whenever it's Capella. Like on every podcast, people kept bringing that up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, but no, I mean, I thought I think Sacramento are, is a big winner at the deadline because they want to make the playoffs. Yeah. They they're they're going to lose their pick anyway, so you might as well push for it. You haven't made the playoffs forever. No, I think Sacramento you, keeps their pick if they make the playoffs. See, I thought uh, Ramona Shelburne said that on today on the jump, and I think she like she got really thought, put on the spot with that one. That's such a random she, thing to remember. <laughs> yeah, and she was like, she was trying to remember, but I don't think they do. I think Philly. I thought Philly gets that pick, or Boston gets that pick either way. <clears throat> Boston gets better of the Philadelphia Sacramento top one protected um, pick. Okay. Right. Yeah. What well, top one protected? The, Okay, well, that Kings pick is going to be better than the Phillies pick. So, I think it goes Boston either way. Either way, uh, Sacramento basically traded Amon Shumpert, Zach Randolph, and Josh ja- or I mean uh, Justin Jackson for Harrison Barnes and Alec Burks, right? Pretty much. And they uh, and they got a second round pick with Burks. That's a pretty good trade out. <laughs> it's a pretty Burks had some good. moments last year too. Yeah, yeah, and he—I don't think—he's been playing decently well with uh, with with Cleveland. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think Harrison fits with them perfect, and man, that's the team that you're gonna. Because right now, if you're a Mavericks fan, you're wanting the playoffs. 
You're looking at the teams above you. They're above Minnesota right now, but the Lakers are in shambles right now. What the crap are they going to do? Especially, I mean, when Melo comes in and he starts playing pretty good, like, uh, and then, and then the Clippers, they, Rachel, Rachel Nichols, Lamelo can't play in the NBA for another year. So, Rachel Nichols uh, brought up a a point today on the jump. She said, not only do the Clippers get to keep their pick this year if they miss the playoffs, but if they do keep that pick, that means it doesn't go to Boston in a potential package for Anthony Davis. Mm. So if the Clippers want to go after Anthony Davis with the package, it would be even more uh, incentivizing for them to miss the playoffs to have that pick to send to Anthony Davis instead of giving that pick to Boston to send for Anthony Davis. So I thought that was a – I hadn't really thought about that. I've just been thinking about them just keeping their pick. So Sacramento – it looks like at the moment, it looks like Sacramento is Dallas's biggest competition for that eighth spot unless the Lakers really turn it around. But, I mean, you have to think if you're Sacramento – they're probably looking at Dallas and these other teams saying, okay, well, they're probably just going to bow out at this point. And, and the Mavericks are weird. four games back from the eighth spot right now. Yeah, and they're about to play the Bucks, uh, Blazers, They're only and a Rockets. game and a half behind the Lakers, who are right above them at 10. That's amazing. And we don't know how these young Laker players are going to respond to all this garbage that's been going on the last couple of weeks. We saw how they responded against Indiana the other night. We don't know if the, I don't know if that's going to continue, but if it's more of that, then Mavericks might have a shot <laughs> to overtake them, LeBron or not. Yeah, especially – I mean, this is where it gets crazy. If that's the case, and let's say Dallas does land a buyout guy that really does help them, and Maxie and Dorian really – like every, like everybody comes to – I mean, and it plays out, I mean, you never know. They could, With Luka, anything's possible. So uh, it could get crazy, but – I saw Chris Haynes just you know, tweet out and said Markeith Morris uh, is you know the, he went from Washington to New Orleans. Yeah, that was a weird trade. Okay, so he's a Rich Paul client. Okay, so now he's going to New Orleans, and <laughs> Chris Haynes just reports um, he was just traded to New Orleans. He will likely seek a second opinion on his neck injury. <laughs> wow, no way! <laughs> a Rich Paul client going to New Orleans saying, "Screw this." <laughs> uh, we're going to get a second opinion on an injury right now. So, uh, man, I'm so – I think the storyline – one of the biggest storylines now is what New Orleans does with Anthony Davis for the rest of the season. Yeah, because what can the they the rest of the season now. And- what can they get away with? Now it's awkward. Are you going to edit him back in? You know, I guess they saved that file of the intro, the arena intro. I'm sure they got it on somebody's computer. They can just read yeah, it. Yeah, you, put, put, you that, put him back in? <laughs> put him back in it or just put, put that original in there and uh, – but who? Oh my gosh! So all right, that's enough. That's enough from us. We'll be back obviously the rest of the week. Um, we probably won't have a show. Uh, this is this is the Friday show, so we probably won't do one. Uh, talking about no, the All Star draft. The All Star draft hasn't happened yet, but we'll talk about that all on Monday. Yeah, and, and unless Dallas goes out and makes some type of buyout move over the weekend, this is the end of the of the trade deadline dash, Isaac. This is the end of the dash. Wow. Now we say the we say the end of the dash. You still get us five days a week. You still yeah, yeah. get us Monday <laughs> through Friday. Uh, you just got some extra weekend pods thrown in there too. But uh, yeah, I mean, can we safely say if they if they beat um, I don't know if they beat the Bucks on Friday night, it might warrant a podcast. Oh, for sure, for yeah. sure. Because we're gonna get Luca versus Giannis on Friday night in Dallas. Um, and then a weird Sunday afternoon game against the, the Blazers. 
Yeah, a Sunday na- afternoon game. It's like two o'clock. Yeah. That's actually going to be my my son's first Mavericks game. Aw. My wife and mother-in-law and my my little boy uh, uh, going to the game on Sunday. So uh, pretty excited about that. That's pretty awesome. So and then that's a back-to-back the Rockets on Monday. So that's the games coming up. That's trade deadline dash, guys. Woo! At the beginning of this deal, the Maver- at the beginning of this trade deadline dash, the Mavericks had Dennis Smith Jr., Harrison Barnes, Wes Matthews, DeAndre Jordan, and now they have Kristaps Porzingis and and lots of cap space, and it's wild. Absolutely insane. Flexibility is completely there, and uh, they could still be a buyer and a buyout market. If not, we'll play out the rest of the season and uh, see what they can do come the summer. Frisky Mavs team, Frisky Locked On Mavs audience. Guys, we appreciate you so much. We've hit all kinds of records this week. It's been insane. We we had more downloads this week than we had in uh, a year, I think. <laughs> Good Lord. It's been pretty wild, uh, the growth of this show. So we appreciate you guys. Guys, uh, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Boom.